Hello, and welcome to episode 39 of Life Simply Better. I'm Zoe Galitzis, and I help busy working moms create simpler, more relaxed lives. And today's topic is especially relevant. We are going to be talking about managing stress. Now, the last two episodes that I recorded were Take Control of Your Calendar and How to Easily Empty Your Inbox. And those are really around time management and tactical things that you can do to start saving time, even in your current job and with your current family situation. And I find that a lot of people do that work and they love it. They say it's great, but they say, I'm still feeling stressed out. And so today we are going to talk all about managing stress. I'm going to talk about the definition, causes, and how to manage stress. And then we're going to dive into a little bit more detail on how to manage your reaction to stress. And we're going to talk about a concept I call stress junkies. Is it possible that you might be just a little bit addicted to stress? Listen in and we will talk about that towards the end of the episode. All right, so first I wanted to look up for my own edification, what is the definition of stress? So I asked Google, and Google told me that stress is one, pressure or tension exerted on a material object, or two, a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. So it's that second definition that applies here, mental or emotional strain resulting from very demanding circumstances. And I agree with that to a point. I do agree that stress can be caused by our circumstances. It can also be caused by our thoughts. So let me explain both of those. There are some situations, there are some circumstances that physiologically create stress without our conscious involvement in it, they just automatically trigger hardwired stress responses in our body. One example of that would be being chased by a saber-toothed tiger. That's something that we evolved to get stressed out by so that we had the energy to run away from that scary animal. Another thing that is probably more relevant to your life today would be not getting enough sleep, right? When we consistently are low on sleep, if we're getting four hours of sleep a night for a number of days, that creates stress. That circumstance in our life creates stress in our bodies. Another example, maybe this is a little bit more controversial, but I'm going to give it as another example where I think it is an external circumstance causing stress would be for someone who's very introverted to be in a noisy room for a while or someone who's very sensitive to noise. I find that for myself. I'm extremely introverted. I'm really sensitive to noise and bright lights and things like that. And so if I'm in a noisy restaurant for a period of time, even though I'm enjoying myself, I find that stressful and draining in the sense that It seeps my energy, and after a certain period of time, it goes from being fun to just being kind of stressful. And for me, I think that's really around the noise. It's not so much around my thoughts around it. That's just how my brain is wired. So those are examples of circumstances that cause stress. The saber-toothed tiger, being very low on sleep, or just other stimulation like noise, lights, 
other things that create stress for you. Now, another cause of stress, and I would argue actually the more common cause of stress, at least for those of us who are living in current times in the developed world, are our thoughts. So here are some examples of thoughts that could cause cause stress. If you're going around work thinking, my boss hates me, you're probably stressed out. That doesn't have a physical cause. It's not like the saber-toothed tiger chasing you down across the jungle. It's just a thought you have. It might be true. It might not be. But it's your thought, not your boss, that is causing your stress when you're thinking, my boss hates me. Another one would be, let's take that example of four hours of sleep. And so that causes some physiological, circumstantial stress, having the four hours of sleep. But then maybe you layer on top of that thoughts like, I won't be able to stay awake for what I need to do. or I won't be able to function because I'm so sleep deprived. And then those thoughts add additional stress on top of the physical stress that we're under. Another example, if we go back to the noisy room, the introvert in the noisy room. So there's the physical surroundings, the noise, and whatever physical impact that has on you. And then maybe layered on top of that, there's some social anxiety, right? Maybe you're thinking, people make me nervous, or I'm uncomfortable here. And that would be a thought that would cause you some additional stress. Separate from the noise in the room, that thought layers additional stress on top. So the point here is that we have two causes of stress, circumstances, our surroundings, those things that are external and outside of our control, and also our thoughts and what we make those circumstances mean. Now, the treatment depends on the cause and also depends on your ability to change your circumstances. But regardless of what caused your stress, my first suggestion is always to do thought work first. So for example, before you quit your job, before you change your circumstance, if you think your boss hates you, start to look at that thought. Start to question that thought a little bit. Why do I think my boss hates me? What's, what are the facts behind that? Is there maybe a different thought that would serve me better than walking around all day thinking my boss hates me? Do some work on that. And the reason I suggest doing that thought work first is simply because a lot of those thoughts are patterns for us. And even when we quit our job and go to a new job, if we have a pattern of thinking someone senior to us isn't happy with the work we're doing or hates us, we're probably just going to recreate that in our new situation. So you always want to clean up your thinking before you decide to make a change. Another thing that you want to do is to allow your emotions. And we will talk about this more in the next part of the podcast. But basically, sometimes we stress ourselves out about being stressed. So we don't get a lot of sleep. That creates some stress. And then we stress about the fact that we're sleep deprived and we just pile on. Or we run around trying to fix the problems that we think are causing our stress instead of just allowing it to be there. And oftentimes that also just leads us to more stress. Now, even though I say do thought work first and allow your emotions, allow the stress to be there, I also want you to know it's totally allowed to change your circumstances. 
you can absolutely change your job. You can absolutely make changes to your schedule or look at other things to do to help you sleep better. You know, you can uh, make an early exit from that noisy restaurant if you want to. I think sometimes when people hear about thought work and hear that, you know, our thoughts create our feelings and that creates everything else in our life, really, that they think, I just need to manage my thoughts and I never need to change anything outside of me or I never need to make decisions about what's going on outside of me. I just roll with it. And thought work is very powerful, right, to come to terms with whatever situation you are in and to feel better about it and and create the results that you want. But you can also definitely make choices that change your circumstances. You just want to make sure that you you do that from a clean space and from a space where you're not doing it out of fear or scarcity or trying to run away from something. Unless it's a saber-toothed tiger, you probably do want to run away from him. So that, in a nutshell, is the treatment that we're going to talk about. You have those three options. You can do thought work on it. You can allow your emotion of stress, which is counterintuitive, but actually helps you feel less stressed out. And you can make choices to change your circumstances to make it easier for you to feel less stressed. And all three of those are good options and are especially powerful when you use all three of them together and you have all three of them in your tool belt, so to speak. So let's talk next about how to manage your reaction to stress and understanding not just the stress that we're feeling, but how we are reacting to it is really important. And it's important to notice that. There are several typical reactions that most of us have when we get stressed out. One is to stress about our stress. That's the example I gave just a minute ago. When you don't get enough sleep, that causes stress. And then on top of that, you're stressing out about the fact that you're going to be less productive without the sleep or you're not going to be able to focus or whatever it is. So you stress about the fact that you're already stressed out. Or you feel anxious and stressed about what your you think your boss is thinking about you, and then you feel stress that you're stressed out because you worry it's interfering with your work. So we do that layering. Another thing that we do when we react to stress commonly is to really f- fan the flames. So, uh, for example, we're stressed out because our kids are arguing and we think, I just can't deal with this right now. And then when we think I can't deal with this, we react to that stress that we feel by snapping at our kids. So lashing out, reacting is another way that we react to stress. Another thing that we do, and I see this a lot with the very busy moms that I work with, we spend a lot of time trying to fix the problem that we think caused our stress. So if we think our boss hates us, We work extra hard, we work a lot more hours, we do a lot of people-pleasing to try to fix that perceived problem. And what happens when we do that is we end up just exhausting ourselves in the process and again, creating more stress in the process. And then the fourth thing that people commonly do is buffering or avoiding the stress. So you feel stressed out and you go for the ice cream or you turn on Netflix to kind of zone out and try to avoid it or buffer it away. So think about all of those reactions, uh, stressing over your stress, 
reacting to the stress by lashing out or acting out, uh, trying to fix the problem by overworking, people-pleasing, etc., or buffering and avoiding the stress. And I know that I can relate to all four of these at different points in my day and in my life. So think about next time you're feeling stressed, notice how am I reacting to this stress? Am I stressing out even more and going into like a stress spiral? Am I escalating and acting out on it? Am I just trying to work even harder to fix what I think the problem is? Or am I avoiding it? So once you notice your reaction, the next thing you want to do is get your story straight. And by that, I mean, you want to understand what are the facts and what is your story about it. So if you think, my boss hates me, what are the facts there? Maybe it's something like your boss saying, you know, I was expecting that report to be done sooner. And now you've made that mean my boss hates me. Two very different things, right? And so we always want to go back to the facts because we build up this story in our head that is much more dramatic and much more stressful than what the actual facts of the situation are. The other thing you want to ask yourself is, what's the worst thing that could happen due to this situation? So let's say your boss said, I was expecting that report to be done sooner And you think the worst thing that could happen is that you get fired. Whether or not that's true, let's just go there. Let's say maybe that'll happen. Maybe you'll get fired by your boss. Well, so what if you get fired? Like what will happen if you get fired? You'll probably go find another job, maybe with a boss that you get along better with. So when we look at the worst thing that could happen and we really let ourselves go there instead of resisting it, usually it's something that isn't as bad as we think. And so it's worth asking yourself that question. What's the worst thing that could happen? And so what if it does happen? Now, we get into a fear of complacency here. We worry that if we're just like, no big deal, that we won't fix the problem. But again, there isn't really a problem. (laughs) The only problem is the way we're thinking about it. And usually the way we're thinking about it, if it's causing us to be stressed, is not serving us. So get your story straight. See what the facts are. Go to the worst case scenario and then ask yourself if that worst case scenario did happen, so what? Now the next thing you can do is to allow the stress. This sounds really counterintuitive. I know if I want to be less stressed, why would I allow the stress to be there? But the reason you allow the stress to be there is because stress is just a vibration in your body. And when you stop resisting it and you stop reacting to it and just let it be there, it passes through. That is the nature of all emotions, to pass through us, to be transient. The only time they get stuck there is when we're resisting them. It's like trying to push a beach ball under the water, right? It takes a lot of effort. It doesn't work long-term and it always pops back up. If we let it pop back up and just float to the shore, it's really harmless and it processes through pretty quickly. So I've done other podcasts about this, but you want to see how does that stress feel in your body? And notice that whatever you're feeling is really harmless. You know, maybe your chest feels a little tight, but it's not like you're having a heart attack. It's just that you feel some tightness in your chest. So noticing that feeling in your body. And then also asking yourself, 
what's the worst thing that could happen? So again, ask that question, what's the worst thing that could happen? But ask that about your stress. Like if I stay stressed the rest of the day, what's the worst thing that could happen? Well, I just feel some tightness in my chest all day. It's actually not a big deal to be stressed out. And when we accept that it's not a big deal, it's the opposite of that situation never getting better. Again, once we accept it, we stop layering more stress on top of it and we actually feel better. So that's why I suggest allowing the stress to be there and accepting it that sometimes stress is part of your day and that's that's all right, that's okay. The last thing I wanna talk about today is the idea of stress junkies. I want you to think about, is stress a habit for you? Is stress almost like your comfort zone, even though it's uncomfortable, you're just used to being stressed out? Or is it even like an addictive fix for you? We've probably all heard the term adrenaline junkie, right? People that go do extreme sports and extreme outdoor stuff to get that rush of adrenaline. Well, stress is adrenaline too. Stress is something that pumps energy through our body. It gives us kind of a hit of excitement. And I think that for a long time, I was kind of addicted to that feeling. It was certainly, if not an addiction, and I use that term lightly, it probably wasn't a true addiction, but it was certainly a habit that I had. I was used to feeling stressed out and I created that for myself because that was where I was used to hanging out was in stress. And so I want you to think about what would really happen if you took the drama out of your life, if you took the stress out of your life. And for me, and I'm just sharing this because I think it's really interesting, I felt like a deflated balloon for a while at first, like life suddenly felt very boring without all that stress and drama in it. But changing the habit is totally worth it because As I have gotten less stressed out and better able to manage my stress, I'm so much more present in my family life. I'm more effective as a leader and I feel better. But it did feel like giving up excitement at first. It was totally worth it though. So in summary, here's what I want you to think about with managing stress. First of all, be aware that the causes of stress can both be external circumstances and also your thoughts. And in order to manage stress, you have the options of doing thought work, working on those thoughts that are causing it, allowing the stress to be there, and also changing your external circumstances. All of those work. All of those are great options and are especially great when you use them together. You also want to notice your reaction to stress. Are you stressing over your stress? Are you snapping at your kids? Are you working really hard and exhausting yourself trying to fix what you think is the problem or the cause of your stress? Or are you buffering and avoiding your stress? Once you notice how you're reacting, make make sure to get your story straight too. What are the facts of your story? What's the worst thing that could happen in this situation? Really think about that and ask yourself, so what if it did? Usually it's not as big a deal as we think. And allow the stress. Ask, how does this feel in my body? What's the worst thing that could happen if I continue to feel stressed today? Again, realizing that it's not a big deal to be stressed out. And finally, for some of you, ask yourself, am I a stress junkie? Is this a bad habit that I have in my life that I want to change so that I can be more present, be more effective, and feel better?
I encourage you to give that a try. I think you'll love the results that you get. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today. And I want to say too, if you've listened to 10 or so episodes of the podcast and you're still here, it's probably time for you to sign up for my client membership program. It is like the podcast, but much, much better. And it really helps you take this work to the next level. So if you go to lifesimplybetter.com forward slash coach, C-O-A-C-H, you can sign up right there. You get weekly lessons that you can listen to on your commute or watch during your workout or in your PJs. And you also get tons of access to me as your coach. It's just $50 a month, cancel at any time and get a full refund of your last payment automatically. So that's lifesimplybetter.com forward slash coach, C-O-A-C-H, if you are interested. All right, everyone, I will talk to you again next Tuesday. Have a wonderful week.